Reading Talk with Inner Space Covent Garden. Today's talk is realising your potential. And we've asked our speaker to explore what's stopping us from realising our potential. Is it circumstances, other people? Are you waiting for the right time? Or could it simply be getting past failures, fears, doubts, set limit to my unlimited potential? Or it could be maybe I'm just too comfortable where I am now. So these are some of the things that could possibly stop us accessing, tapping into, and then living with our unlimited potential. So our speaker is Antonella Ferrari. She's joining us from Bologna, where she's now based as a part of a team of people who coordinate the meditation activities for the Brahma Kumaris across Italy. Antonella has been um, has run a successful fashion business in Sardinia, and she's now currently um, an educator in communications. Antonella, thank you. Over to you. Thank you. I was thinking we all have a potential inside. Of course, we perceive it. Um, but how come we went so far from it? How come we have something like potential, resources, skills, and we don't know that we have them? So just asking myself, you know, how come we forgot or we are not aware? It's an interesting uh, mechanism. And um, I was remembering that I knew a little girl. She was like a saint, so nice, so loving, so caring, so so beautiful, so obedient, everything at the best. You know, everybody was saying this little girl was like a saint. Now she's in her 50s and she's a manager. She's so harsh, so in a way arrogant, so greedy, so after career, so so different from what she was when she was a little girl. And uh, I felt, you know, she lost her true self. She, she's still that wonderful being, but she just um, um, got lost in, in the traits of personality that she acquired along the way probably experiences, you know, whatever she, she, she had to, to live a longer life. But it's like she lost that beauty, the inner connection with herself and uh, living on the surface rather than in the core self. It's like we do have a core self, which is eternally filled with goodness but uh, we might end up expressing what we acquired along the way. 
So she forgot her best, her best self, while using the worst of herself. And I guess we all experience that in one way or another. So I was asking myself, can I hold, can I hold on to what she was? Because what she was is actually what she still is. It's like our inner goodness has become invisible to us all, but she is, it is still there. So that core is the eternal self, which is kept alive, and is the wonder of the self, which is kept alive, no matter what we acquired on the way. And the image that come in my mind is the image of a coconut. The shell is, um, let's say, be ugly, you know, hard, while the inside is such a juicy, tasty water. So we are more or less in that in that way. Something external that we acquired has made us often using the worst part of ourselves, the um, selfishness, intolerance, greedy, um, not caring about people, indifferent, arrogant, all that kind, well, we can make a huge list of what we acquired on the way, getting very far from our potential, which is uh, hold in, in the core self, which actually represent our inner eternal goodness. So to be practical, because I like to be practical, while looking at people, do I want to stop my eyes to the shell? Or do I want to see and appreciate the juicy water inside? It's a choice, in fact. But very often, I think we all experience to encounter difficult people. Maybe we are one of them. A difficult personality or people we don't match in terms of personality. Uh, we can get into conflicts and use the, you know, the superficial part of the self, the worst part of me, or can I go a little bit beyond? And uh, instead of seeing someone's weakness, which is very easy, I think there is no effort in looking at someone's weakness or someone defects, uh, but uh, do I want to see them and get stuck on them? That means I will absorb them and instead of awakening my potential and help them to awaken their potential, we are both stuck in our limits, in our little garden, in our little dimension. Or do I want to see the true nature? Actually, for me, it's fascinating 
to discover what is unseen, like a scientist. You know, it just match different tools and uh, liquids and something emerges like something new. So are we willing to be kind of uh, spiritual scientists that are willing to discover something which is not so obvious? Because somebody can be hard on the surface, very soft behind that. Am I willing to see the softness? Maybe that child behind a very, you know, build it, build it mask. Or do I want to hear, you know, like uh, notes out of tune? When people speak in a bad way or in an unpleasant way, they're they like uh, uh, noise, um, unpleasant, like notes of a, of a music out of tune. Or do I want to hear the melody? It actually comes from the intention behind. Maybe, maybe the melody is very soft, very, with you know, little sound, because it's care to be heard. So a practice to be to shift from hearing and looking at people from the outside facade uh, to their core self, looking for that, like with the searchlight. And this will help them to release or realize their potential as much as you will do this to me. I will be helping me to realize my own potential while trying to see their potential. If we will become a mirror for each other. The way we think about ourselves impacts the way we act. I will do I will speak according to the way I think. And if I think I'm weak, I'm incapable, you know, if I think in a negative way about myself, which is common, then it will be easy to do wrong things. It will be easy to feel bad and action will be incomplete, sometimes unfair, sometimes um, without really getting to the point. That's why remembering my potential and uh, it's like building up my awareness, the awareness of who I am and also my self-esteem together with that, which is extremely precious. Building up my self-esteem, it's in a way my own responsibility. Nobody can do it for me. So the art of reconnected with my core 
I call it my core self, soul, the nucleus inside, the essence, the matrix. So reconnected with that part of me, which often is neglected, or we don't even think it exists. Or at least when I started with this um, path, I didn't even know there was something that was existing, which was deeper inside myself. I was very young though, but uh, to discover there was a world inside from which thoughts, ideas, feeling, emotion were pouring out. That was an incredible discovery that changed my life. So to reconnect with that core self and with the qualities that are contained inside myself, it's really an art. And today, more than ever, it's a must. Because where do I find strength, stability, balance? Um, where do I find the resources that will help me to face a lot of challenges that life presents to us on a daily basis? And those qualities inside that core, the essence, if I can visualize them, they're like uh, flags, you know, flag waving with the wind of life. And I can make them, you know, alive, express themselves, or shut them down. Um, trying, for example, to be like everybody else. Sometimes this is what people do. Instead of looking at this, themselves and looking at their uniqueness and let them uh, speciality and uniqueness emerge, they try to copy what other people are doing. They try to um, become like everyone. That means they try to become nobody. It's an interesting process also. So a few practical tips. I think they are good. One of one practical tip is uh, don't copy anyone. Don't copy people. Walk on your own path. Be yourself. Because in our uniqueness, we can only be content when we are true to the self, when we follow what our heart is saying. In a way, just be you. I remember a little story. It's the story of five men. They were friends walking together in an adventure. And they were at the beginning of the forest. And their aim was to go through the forest and reach the village on the other side. So the destination was village. So they all went together in the forest. 
but eventually they realized they were lost. So they stopped, you know, tried to figure out what to do. And one of them said, you know what? I think the right direction is left. Uh, the other didn't agree. So he said, I go left and uh, we will see. And another of the five said, you know, I really feel the right direction is right. I go that direction and he went. Another one said, well, I'm not bothering, you know, with all these, I go back. I just, it just turned back and, and went. And the fourth said, according to my inner compass, I have to go straight. And so he went off. The fifth stayed there and uh, thought a bit. And then he climbed a tree. And from the top of a high tree, he saw the village. And so he knew the direction and he went. Five people, five directions. They all reached the village with their own different time and pace and experiences. But the person that went on the left, he encountered some, uh, a nice uh, house with people, very nice, simple people, and he enjoyed so much, they were telling him about animals and the fields. He stayed with them for a few days. He really enjoyed getting to know people and their life. He was happy in that way. The one that went right, he encountered some wolves. And he was so scared, but then he found the courage to face them, conquered his fear, and he moved forward, reaching the village. But he was satisfied because he succeeded facing his fear. The one that went back, he met a group of people walking in the forest themselves and he said, can I join you? And so he got new friends and he was happy about that. The one that went straight forward, he was enchanted by the beauty of nature. He found the, a lake, you know, waterfalls. He was just lost in nature. And eventually he reached the village. Of course, the first that reached the village was the one that climbed the tree. But they all reached the target with their own pace. So this is to say, I have to follow my own compass. And uh, if I copy people, if somebody does something which it doesn't fit me, um, I, will, I won't be happy, nor I will get closer to my own potential, which is there waiting for me to be used. But it will be available for me to be used when I follow my way. For example, when I became vegetarian, 40 years ago, long time ago, when becoming vegetarian was really weird. In Italy, at least, it was really weird. And people used to tell me, oh, come on, 
don't sacrifice your life, you know, pleasure of eating. They were all trying to convince me I was happy being vegetarian. That was my feeling. It was my health. It was my principle. It was my respect for nature. That was me. So I couldn't copy people just because they were trying to convince me or they were happy in their way. I was happy in my way. So one very important tip to reawaken, realize, and eventually use your potential. Just be you. Don't copy people. It's like align yourself to your own value, to your own heart, to what you feel, and um, get closer to that core self. It's worth, it's definitely worth. At the entrance of, um, if you've been in Greece, at the entrance of the Apollo Temple in Delphi, carved in stone, there is uh, a phrase, know yourself. You probably saw it or know it. It was carved a long, long time ago in the ancient time of Greece. So the idea of knowing the self has always been with us, with human beings. Because I think in my own experience, experience that is vital. If I live and I don't know me, I don't know who lives, it's, it's strange, isn't it? So do you know your value? Do you know why do you choose to be angry rather than being compassionate? Do you know why do you do, do, do you choose something rather than something better? Do you know what trigger your worst part of you rather than your best? I think those are important questions to ask the self. Do you know my value? In other words, do you know my potential, my resources? They are there for me. The more I know them, the more I will use them. The more I will be useful and helpful to people. And the more I will create quality life. Of course, um, to know myself more and deeper, I need to know a few things. I found very useful and I'm very grateful to the Brahma Kumaris because they taught me a lot about me. And uh, it's like exposing yourself to information that we call knowledge that provide new, powerful, fruitful instruction for life. Nobody has given us the instruction book to live. Actually, sometimes 
the instruction that we receive are not so coherent or not so uh, useful. But um, to expose the self like you are doing now, exposing yourself to some kind of knowledge or sharing, they actually train the self to be closer to the soul, to the deeper part of the self. And this will help me to observe my relationship with my mistake. We all do a lot of mistakes, I guess. Uh, I guess you also do some mistakes. But life allows us to correct my mistake. Um, if I allow that to happen. For example, guilty feelings, revenge, um, will block my access to my potential. And it's easy to make a mistake and uh, blame the self, um, be very harsh with the self, feeling guilty, feeling very devastated. But uh, it's a relationship with our own mistakes, which is which is really important because those bad feelings towards the self, they work like blockage uh, to prevent me to access my potential, which is bound to help me to solve, to mend my mistakes, to give me solution, to give me strength, to give me the powers um, the virtues that I need to um, change whatever I do and avoid to make that mistake again. Does it sound okay? Does it sound uh, possible to you? So life provides a good wrapper. I just need to use it. Not to be irresponsible of course but to remember that a mistake does not define who i am and uh, i can change i can solve i can find a way to bypass it so a mistake does not define who i am and I think this is an important passage, an important awareness to be able to release the best of me. Probably you know the saying that without the night, there would be no stars. Is it common there, this saying? Without the night, you know, the darkness, there wouldn't be stars. So dark moments in your life are for you to see the bright spots of who you are. So dark moments in our life are meant to show us 
the best of who we are. So to make a mistake is not the end of the world and doesn't make me a bad person. There is a lesson to learn within that. And to learn from a mistake is also a kind of I stop. And that's where meditation is so useful. Because whenever there is something wrong that I feel or I do or I speak, I need to kind of withdraw and uh, think why, what, uh, what am I doing? Why these things emerged in me? So in a way, a, a healthy introspection in order to learn from my mistake. Because nor the mistakes I do, nor my past define who I am. So it's important to see the whole picture and in that, in that way, I can start a healing process. And healing process implies to know my potential. Because I'm using my inner powers to heal. And together with these, another important tips to um, discover realize my potential is um, the practice of generosity. There was a painter that uh, was painting since weeks. He had uh, work, a lot of work to do for uh, an exhibition. Eventually, all the painting he did were stolen. So you can imagine somebody preparing an exhibition, all the paintings were stolen. Do you know what he comment? His comment was, okay, they stole my painting, but they cannot stole my creativity. So human can take away the honey from a honeybee, but they cannot take away from them the arts of making honey. So greed destroys our sense of security. Even though when we are greedy, we think we get and accumulate things, we gather things, we want, want, want things to feel more secure. But greedy destroys security. If we slightly understand the law of cause and effect. So the practice of giving, sharing leads to the core self. Actually, the practice of generosity in uh, many ways, every day we got many opportunity to share, give, help, cooperate. The more I practice this and I made it into my habit in a way, uh, my personality, the more 
is like uh, this will lead me back to my core self, to the best part of me. And I'm sure that you know very well that when you give, you are more happy than when you take. But the very subtle mechanism that happen when I'm giving, sharing, is that um, that part of me awakens because we are naturally in an innate way giver. So if I'm a giver by nature and I don't express that, I'm closing down and I go far and far and far from my true self. That means I go to the periphery, to the surface of getting lost. It's like the example of the little girl that I mentioned before. She went very far from the self, but she's still that true self, like all of us. There is something inside that is extremely beautiful. It's the wonder of the self that just wait to be awakened, to be realized, to be seen. Can you imagine somebody looking at you and seeing you, not what you are externally, not what you appear to be, not the role you play, not the mask you wear, but they see the real you, which is incredibly great. And uh, if I can suggest a little exercise, which is to write in the evening, uh, journaling or a diary, I found that very useful. Or a self-gratitude diary, it's even nicer. At the end of every day, and write down three things that um, you are grateful to yourself. That means acknowledge the best expression you had during the day. Because you deserve to walk that path that leads you back to the best of you. And uh, often, according to the culture we are in, you know, even though we do nine good things and one mistake, people will point out that mistake. So it's easy to be hurt. It's easy to be feeling not, not, not appreciated, not considered, not respected. And it's fine because it's a way that often people deal with each other. But the best lesson to learn, which meditation taught me, was to 
deal with myself with a lot of, um, let's say, empathy, compassion, understanding, acknowledging what was inside the inner world, so vast, so special, so unique. So the exercise of self-gratitude, it's a way to become stronger, become more centered in the awareness of the self. And therefore, when things outside are not functioning as you expect it, or people are not dealing with you as you would like, then you remain in your center. You remain your self-respect. So I found that this diary of self-gratitude, even with one point, works nicely. So, few tips to practice. Apart from this diary, find every day a way to be generous, to be giving, to be a giver. Knowing you are a giver and the more you express that from your heart, the more you go closer to yourself. Um, expose yourself as much as possible to a knowledge that shape yourself in such a way that you become more real, more authentic, stronger, more stable. And don't copy people, be you. Few tips to practice practically. I will stop here, I was watching the clock and um, I understood we do some meditation. Thank you, yes. Okay, so just relax your body. After the entire day, muscles are tight. Just relax. Like giving oxygen to every, every cell of your body. And watching the thoughts in your mind, observing them. The mind, such a creative laboratory. Many thoughts are passing by. Many people are passing by in your mind. It's like a big square. Many thoughts, many people, many feelings, many events. But I want to calm down so much, to relax so much, to find my peace again, to taste the silence of my being. So I just observe my thoughts silently, peacefully, with a deep breath. and whoever transit in my mind, any person that transit in my mind, 
I welcome that person. I welcome that soul. I embrace that soul. I bless that soul. In this way, I change the quality of my thoughts. Right now, I don't want to create the same old ordinary thoughts of ever. I want to find newness in my thoughts. I deserve to improve the quality of my mind the depth of my heart, the beauty of the soul. And I consciously decide that whoever passes by in my mind, I wish happiness, peace, Love, be such a good wisher. This is the gift that you are giving to others, even when it's difficult. Some people come in your mind, usually they are not so welcome. Right now, change your feelings. You can. The core self, the true self, is made of love. You can. Embrace whoever comes in your mind, realizing that your potential is made of love. Is made of compassion. Is made of respect. That's how you walk the path that leads you to the true self. Let's stay there. Be there. Enjoy being with you, with your true self. Become stable. And with a deep breath, I inhale peace, the peace that we have been creating together right now and exhale any thoughts that you don't want anymore. Inhale peace, exhale toxins, get rid of them, send them away, recharge, 
this all. And become so deep, so real, so closer to your potential, your inner powers, inner virtues. Every moment is new. And right now, create a new thought for yourself, about yourself. Just try. Create a new thought about yourself. Give yourself a gift, this gift. Remember that your potential just there waiting for you to acknowledge such resources, such treasures and use them. to make your life happier. And when I get closer to my potential, my heart is like enlightening my inner world. And when I'm in that light, I can see very far to another big light. That can recharge me. Like a mirror, revealing to myself the greatness that is inside. Thank you, Antonella. A few questions have come in. Okay. So let me begin. Okay. Um, thank you for your talk. Social media at the moment shows everyone having a rather full life. I feel like I need to go out and do these things, even though sometimes I'd rather sit at home alone on my own. Um, have you got any thoughts on that? Being busy with social media and internet, uh, during the lockdown has become such a habit um, to stay uh, in front of a screen because so much is going on, so many information. Actually, it can be very pleasant. It can fill your entire life and day. But it's like um, missing um, the breeze of of the external world, missing to encounter some people's eyes and share 
Um, so maybe a little bit of determination to create simply a balance and decide um, maybe this time of the day I will just go out and enjoy sun, enjoy meeting people, enjoy, especially now that we can. I don't know there, but since the last month, so we are, everything is opening up. So we don't need to wear masks anymore. We can go everywhere easily. And uh, we can feel that people are so in need of meeting each other. And even though we took the habit of being inside, um, going outside and meeting people is so healthy. So a little bit of um, planning the day and uh, make sure that um, there is that kind of uh, healthy moment. Thank you. Um, in your reflection, meditation, you asked us to have those good wishes for myself, um, create those thoughts. But there was a little voice in my head saying, it's not true, um, or it's not real. Do you have any suggestions on how to deal with that? Yeah. Um when we practice a good thought for the self that is new and we are accustomed to think in a different way uh, especially like let's say i'm telling myself i'm peaceful i can control myself when maybe half an hour ago i got upset so the expression in my personality has been such that when I say something good to me, it's like cheating myself, right? And I remember one of our teacher in India, uh, he was having somebody uh, very depressed. And uh, so this teacher told that person very depressed to practice a positive thought nonstop. And that person said, I can't, it's not true. I'm cheating myself. I'm not peaceful. I'm not uh, good. I'm bad. I'm angry. I'm upset. So why should I cheat myself? It's not real. It's unreal. And that teacher told him, do it for me. You practice. And then tonight, you will tell me how you feel. And interesting, the feedback of that person. He said the first couple of hours that he was practicing a good thought about himself, he felt he was a, like a parrot. Uh, okay, I, I say to myself, I'm peaceful, but my voice inside, no, you are not. No, you are not. What are you talking about? But he kept speaking to himself in that way. So he kept for a cup, you know, after a couple of hours, he started feeling that thought. Something changed because it's like the drop, you know, the dripping that was 
um, on the rock that was carving the rock. So after a couple of hours that he was feeling cheated by his own self, he started feeling something nice about himself. And, and so he thought, that's a nice feeling. Let me carry on. By the evening, he was smiling. Because, you know, as I was saying before, we went from the core self to the periphery, very far, thinking so badly about the world, the self, people, and we got so much accustomed to negativity. And when the negativity becomes the major energy in our mind, it eats up everything. Therefore, even if I think one good thought doesn't mean much, it's actually, you know, it's nothing. So I need to, I need to know this dynamic and keep doing positive affirmation about you. Even though some, some inner voice will tell you, you are not like that. Don't pretend to be what you are not. That voice is because if I am aware that my potential is much greater than what I even imagine, and my core self is made of goodness, then for sure, whatever you tell yourself is true, is real, and that voice is cheating you. Did I answer your question? Thank you. Really lovely example, which leads us to the next question. I'm very close to someone um, who has a huge amount of potential, but they don't believe they have any potential. Um, they're not interested in a spiritual practice of any sort, and, um, and they are themselves in a victim mode where they feel powerless and they blame others and life. How can I help them? <laughs> uh, the victim syndrome is so common um, and it's not surely easy to draw somebody out of that uh, because it's like a comfort zone to be a victim and it's pleasant in a way for the victim because he doesn't have to do anything. Um, so keep keep trusting trusting and uh, keep um, showing that person that he could do better i remember every somebody that was in that um, modality and um, she wanted to learn how to teach but at the same time she was not capable not good enough uh, everybody were better than her and so every time I would go somewhere I would ask her to come with me and uh, every time uh, I would push her to do a little things more more and more and more uh, like an introduction here a meditation at the end so it was like little by little it took quite a bit of time to build that confidence but the fact that I kept trusting gave her the confidence to try. So keep trusting, keep feeding 
with your positivity, uh, that soul, and uh, sooner or later, according to her karma, uh, she will get the message. But uh, just keep doing your part in a way. I keep trusting, that's my part. Whether the other person will use it or not, it will be her choice. My choice, I will keep trust. I will keep a positive vision. So keep doing your part at the best and the other will do according to her destiny. Thank you. The next question to reconnect with your core self, you said not to copy anyone, to walk your own path and just be you. How can you do this if you're 40 to 50 years old and have lived unconsciously for your whole life? So you have no idea how to be you, nor even know who you even are. The internal compass is so buried and almost non-existent. How do you go about this case? Oh, I wouldn't say the whole life when you're 40, 50, <laughs> um, because you might have, you might be just one third of your life, maybe halfway, but you know, not the full life. And many, many people start uh, an awakening path at that age. If I see here in the center in Bologna, most of the people are around 40, 50, and they're willing to change. It's like, uh, it's the time for each one has got his own time. Uh, but in my experience, it only take one, let's say one minute, not to say one second, um, to shift. Sometimes we think because we have an interesting connection with time, you know, we think everything takes a lot, lot of time. It might be not like that. For example, when I started this uh, path, um, I was not interested in anything spiritual. I just wanted to know about peace and uh, I was curious, but my interest was really the minimum, you know, possible. Uh, I was not inclined to these things at all. I had a wonderful life uh, elsewhere. So, but it took one minute to shift out of an experience. It's like uh, if you expose yourself openly, to some new information, some experiences of meditation, then there is a spark, a moment that will make a shift. It's like an aha moment. And when the aha moment happens, and it's different for everybody, but when that happens, it takes only a second and uh, it will change your perspective, it will change your feeling towards yourself, it will change everything, but go for it. Don't, uh, don't wait any longer. You are already aware of time being, you know, 
whatever time. So don't wait any longer. Just uh, expose yourself to some meditation course. We have the Raja Yoga basic course that can make a change. Okay, thank you. And the last question. For someone who has no idea how to be introspective or explore themselves, what advice would you give? Mm. I was like that. Um, so, like, uh, looking inside, I didn't even mean know what that meant. Because we are not accustomed to have a kind of inner dialogue. So, uh, question. Ask yourself question. Like, uh, start with a question like, why do I feel in this way? Now, why? Why am I feeling upset when I feel upset? Or why do I feel uh, serene? Why do I feel how I feel? It's like uh, start to get closer to your feelings and um, read something which is um, a kind of spiritual reading. We have many, many books that can be extremely intriguing in uh, uh, provoking inner question and thoughts and uh, definitely some kind of awakening. Thank you. Antonella, that was fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing and the tips and the tools were really very useful and absolutely accessible to any one of us. So, Thank you so much for making the time. Thanks to you.